like Murray was saying earlier, try and try and hire the best supplies you can. Um, those that will remove anxiety, worry, um, are worth more than their weight in gold. Um, the uh, yeah, the experienced professional suppliers, they you know they'll make sure your day runs runs fantastic with the minimum amount of input from you. Any supplier who can remove worry or anxiety from your wedding is is the one to go for. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hi there, my name is Chris Piercy and welcome to Yes To I Do, your wedding planning podcast. Uh, joined as always by my co-host Jack Brister and our special guests today were Tom and Murray from 1000 Words Wedding Photography. We had a little chat about their business, uh, why they always work as a team and our main topic of conversation today was uh, how to make the most out of your wedding day. Uh, this included second shooters, hiring professionals, and other things of that nature. And this is how we got on. Okay, Tom, Murray, thanks for joining us. Um, how did it, how did it all start? How did you get together as a duo? <laughs> <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Um, the pub. Yeah, I was pretty much in a pub. Um, uh, originally, originally I was working uh, as a wedding photographer in, in the Midlands and moved down to Dorset to be close to my lady. Um, and uh, have always worked with a second shooter uh, for a multitude of reasons. And so I was looking for one um, in the Dorset area and it turned out uh, the small village I lived in the only other person under about the age of 80, wasn't it? It turned out to be a pretty good wedding photographer, so uh, we kind of blossomed from there. That's, uh, Actually, I'm, I'm not sure I was a that... wedding photographer when you met me, but I'm, oh, I was yeah. a photographer of some description. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I what I wanted to like never got around to asking you guys is that oh, here we go because uh, you, you there's nothing there's nothing like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you no. Uh, <laughs> no, cut. No. Um, Once. Obviously, every single when when you look at uh, a wedding photographer's work, you can almost tell straight away uh, which photographer has done that by like the colours that are used, by the kind of the tones, the style, and things like that. Um, yeah. And you know, there's consistency throughout yeah. all the work that I've seen from the two of you. So is that a a joint decision, or is it uh, is it just kind of how it works, or can you tell the photos that Murray's taken compared to your one, Tom, or is it? Uh... Uh, I think it is just it is how it works, isn't it? Really, yeah. um, we we shoot well. Even like Murray was saying before, I met him. He he wasn't really a wedding specialist, um, but we shoot in a very similar style. And so, I think my style has influenced Murray and vice versa. Yeah. Um, in in order to develop this, you know, one thousand word style. Um, yeah, it's uh, just come together. So just being a bit boring. Uh, from like a, a technical standpoint, do you use like the same cameras and have the same settings on yeah. on the cameras? Is it? What is we, it? We you, yeah, same same cameras. Sometimes we use each other's cameras if um, we've like left ours in a bag somewhere around the corner <laughs> and we see something and we just steal each other's. But um, yeah, same kit um, and sometimes each other's kit. It's not yeah. necessarily the same settings, though, is it? No, we use not the same kit. No, but... no we've yeah. got single. We've got separate brains. So uh, yeah. <laughs> So, Tom, you very briefly mentioned that you always work with a second shooter. What, and you said there are a multitude of advantages to that. What are some of yeah. those advantages as a photographer? Well, there's the big question. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, broadly, um, you obviously have the two points of view on the day. 
Um, a major advantage, of course, there uh, nowadays is um, the requirement for bridle and groom coverage in the morning. Um, single shooters, they can't really achieve that. Um, I've known some try, <laughs> didn't work out so well. Um, uh, I think the, the term second shooter as well is, is a bit tricky. Um, a lot of single shooters will have somebody in for the day, you know, for a few hours to do those those photos. And like Chris was saying, um, you know, our, our work is uh, is fairly um, consistent. Whereas if you've got two photographers who don't work together all the time and haven't got that mixture of styles that goes well together, um, you're not going to achieve that. Um, so we're, we're kind of a team of two photographers as opposed to a second shooter, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, during the day, um, one of the main things is that it's actually less obtrusive. Oh, I can never get my tongue around that word. Um, but it, it sounds counterintuitive. Mm. Um, but so, um, I mean, you guys must have seen this. During a ceremony, a uh, single shooter wants to get different angles on, on the ceremony. He wants to get the close ups of the bride and groom, he wants to get the, the, the guest reactions in the background. Um, they're going to have to get up and move around during a wedding ceremony to, to achieve that. Whereas with the two of us, um, we can pretty much stay put and achieve those different angles. Um, mm. So, bizarrely enough, having more than one photographer there is actually less obtrusive. Uh, registrars love it, don't they? Vickers, Vickers tend to love it yeah. too. And videographers as well, because videographers can move from, from one photographer to the other as well. Sort of, you know, Quite often they'll follow us, won't they? Yeah. Like sh shadow <laughs> us and, and sometimes get in our way. I'm sure we get in their way. Well, I'm but, sure it's um, magicians that do it. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> they're not there long enough. No, I, I mean, th there is there is <laughs> there is a huge number of reasons that I mean they're just touching on there. I mean, it's the insurance policy as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you've got a single shoot and they break their leg, that's it, game over. Mm. Um, if you've got two photographers there, then if it's Murray and I, one of us will laugh and take photos of the injury and then carry on working. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 forgetting to update them to uh, all social Straight media. Straight onto Facebook. Yeah. 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 Update the Facebook status. Murray's broken his leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not happened yet. Not not happened yet. No, that that all makes complete sense. I mean, uh, one of the biggest things I think is, like you said, having <sighs> two different points of view on the day is, um, and I think this is something we'll be getting onto later when we're talking about our our topic in general. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you're going to see so much more of your day if you have got a, a, a team of two as opposed to kind of one person trying to do everything. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, from your guys' point of view, during a uh, drinks reception or something, you've got a lot going on. You've got the entertainment. It's not going to be missed when the bride and groom have, have decided to go off and take a walk around the gardens or something. So it's, it's good to have the whole day captured, really. Does that mean that your style is completely, like, documentary or...? Well, we, we try to tend to... Uh, we tend to try to be... Yeah, I'd say it's documentary and then a little bit experimental. Those are the obligatory um, group shots. Which yeah, I mean, yeah, but that it's kind of is documentary. We, you know, we sort of capture it as a whole group and then little things between, you know, in within the group as well. And being that there's two of us, it's easy to do that as well. Some of the best portraits we've ever taken have been people within groups because they become yeah. less self-aware, and that's the documentary element coming into what would be called a classical wedding photo. So yeah. what's, your, what's your opinion on group shots? Because we've had quite a few photographers on there now, and you know some of them are just like, you know, like this one. I think Sadie said Sadie Osborne said that she will allow a maximum of twenty minutes for them because you know, wow, yeah, because yeah. that's that's how she wants to work. Because 
Yeah, um, no, fair enough. But uh, and other people were like, well, they they they're absolute, they're an absolute must. So you give them as long as you want to. But um, Sadie was the opinion that they are very very important. But you know, twenty minutes get them done, and then like, I can see. Yeah, there's a there's advantages to both there, and I think the important thing to remember is is what the client wants. Yeah. Um, you know, if you set a time limit, um, then you know that you're you're not helping you. I mean, you could advise the client on a time limit for photographs, but if the client has, you know, um, themselves or a wedding organizer said, "Well, you've got 40 minutes for for group photos," and they write a list of this many photos, and then you turn around and say, "You can only have 20 minutes worth," then you're you're cutting what they're they want in half. Um, mm. Whereas, you know, we've all heard the stories of the, the group photos that last forever and it turns into a, a photo shoot that takes up half a day. Yeah. And I think the, the idea is to um, advise the bride and groom on what would be, you know, a palatable amount of photographs from their point of view, really, um, and then go from there. Uh, we try and work it so that it's fast as possible. And again, you can achieve that better with two photographers moving people around and, uh, and kind of helping each other out with the opposing of the groups. Um, crowd control. Yeah, okay, crowd control. We'll get your high-vis <laughs> high vest for the next one. <laughs> Does it, do you have to coordinate with the ushers then? or do, Definitely, yeah. We, we do, um, quite often we will uh, you know, ask for a sort of group organiser from within the bridal party, which more often than not will be a best man, an usher, or maybe a head bridesmaid or something like mm. that. Just somebody who knows everybody, because yeah, we've met the bride and groom before, but we haven't met the rest of the family. We don't necessarily know who's who. We're not going to remember their names. So um, <laughs> it really helps to have a member of the party who knows not maybe not all the people's names, but most of them to just to sort of help out with um, with the group shots. I think in that case, we'll move on to our topic of, of discussion today, which is uh, how to make the most out of your wedding day. Uh, and specifically within that, how to utilize a second shooter or a second photographer or videographer or something like that to ensure you can see everything you need to see. So right off the bat, what are your thoughts on that, Tom and, uh, and Murray? Um, well, we've we've touched on it before. Is the um, I'd say in, in order of the, of the day, um, you've got two photographers. Use them for the bride and groom coverage. Um, even even if the groom is a little apprehensive about it, um, yeah, I mean, they, Murray shot more grooms than I. You, you you tend to find they they relax after. Yeah, know. after yeah, I think it's wedding photography. I think. Normally, it's been about a lot, you know, more heavily on the bride than the than the groom. But um, once you rock up and you sort of, you know, join in with the lads a little bit, it's it's normally looking at YouTube videos, how to tie ties, where to put buttonholes, and then um, a bit of Dutch courage, sometimes <laughs> some gifts, and then it's you know by that by that point, people have sort of normally warmed up to you, and you're just sort of there. They, more often than not, they try and give you a drink, but you know, I, I make sure that they understand that if I start drinking that early in the morning, it'll just be pictures of the floor and the ceiling. <laughs> maybe the so, um, yeah, it's, it's probably not a good idea to give you a drink in the morning. No, probably not a great idea. I think during during the rest of the day, though, you've you've got those two viewpoints and everything. So, when you've got simultaneous events happening, when you've got wedding guests are doing different things. Um, you've got the opportunity there for your uh, photographers to cover everything 
um, and that's that's the same throughout the day so there's there's different photographs you can take at different times so scene setting photographs photographs of the marquee from the outside when the speeches are being done inside as alongside those close-ups of the people doing the speeches stuff mm. like that um, and particularly when you've got I don't know en entertainers or, or some kind of activity going on you're getting those two viewpoints on on what's happening and the reaction yeah that makes perfect sense and uh, I suppose another advantage of having two photographers if you're going from the start of the day and you're covering the whole day is that generally people yeah, the, the photographers focus on the bride but don't necessarily focus on the groom getting ready but if the groom is being photographed from early on in the day then he's getting used to having you there as well isn't he? he's used to having, yeah. or, and the whole party is then used to having a photographer being part of the day so it's just allowing him to relax a bit easier one, yeah. of the, one of the greatest compliments we get is that um, people say that um, it just happens just before group photos they'll say that we um, we look like um, they didn't realise we were photographers they thought we were guests with cameras which which means we're doing our job properly um, and, yeah. and blending in and obviously being being there with two of us all day that kind of helps with it yeah, blending in like wedding ninjas <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Wedding ninja is actually an expression we have used on the podcast before, so I'm, oh, is I'm, it? I'm, oh. yeah, we're glad, glad to hear that again. Um, does that does that work then? It, I, right, I think in the it, right context, in in the right context of like yeah. when you you've got someone a photographer who just like blends in with everyone uh, yeah. and oh, doesn't silently kill people then. Yeah. <laughs> not, not silently <laughs> killing people with Chinese star shaped throwing weaponry. No, um, <laughs> that's that put a damper on most weddings. Uh, yeah, um, well. One way of getting the most out of your wedding. Go on, then. Go on. One way of getting, well, one of the main ways of getting the most out of your wedding is hire professionals to do a job because then whatever happens, they're going to deal with it. You, on, on your wedding day, the last thing you want to worry about is any of the suppliers that you've hired. So make the most out of it. Hire professional people that have been doing it a while. They know what they're doing. And if anything happens, they're going to know how to deal with it. Yeah. So have you. Have you ever had a situation you haven't been able to deal with as a as a team? Not really. Um, Not really. But you hear stories of when you know, for instance, the weather. You know, if it chucks it down with rain, and then you know somebody who's not experienced, at, you know, at creating images on a dull day, mm. you know, they're going to be a little bit stuck. Whereas if you hire professional people, you know, professional photographers, then they're going to know how to deal with things like that. It's the same with any supplier. They, yeah. If they're, they're experienced enough and professional, they should be able to deal with any situation. And, and uh, you know, how they conduct themselves um, kind of contributes to the, the running of the day, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think for, for me, like the, one of the, and this is just going to sound like utter uh, self-promotion. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Is that because you were about to do it too? I was about to give you the segue, but you've already done it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep a good man down, Jack. <laughs> uh, just saying that there's a couple of times in the day when there's not very much going on for guests. Um, yeah. So it's about... Uh, and obviously, 
magic is an option at this time. But if you think about it, there are two two-hour periods where there's not very much going on for guests. There's between the ceremony and the wedding breakfast, and between the wedding breakfast and the evening starting. Now, bride and groom are quite often going off and having the photos taken at that time, whatever. Um, so in order to make the most of the day for your, your guests, entertainment is a great option. And it's not just you know pure sales pitch here. I think it is good, solid advice. So that might be a magician. That might be lawn games, which you can get for free. It might be a caricaturist or something like that. But something actually going on for the guests because people just often say, oh, we'll get some canapes and drinks. It's like, that just seems like the absolute base level of what you should provide for someone like food and drink, right? Um, but yeah. Yeah, it also make the most of the day, I think providing something like that is, uh, is great. As, uh, as Murray did at his wedding. Yes, I did. <laughs> Who did you hire for your wedding? I remember he was only there a couple of hours and then he disappeared. He had another job to go, but he did tell me Rada would have stayed. Oh, I mean, that's that. that's not where I thought you were going with this, Chris. I thought you were going to say <laughs> the best way to make the most out of your wedding is to have a mindset change. Oh, okay, yeah. That's where I thought you were going oh, with oh, that. That's self promotion. No, I, I, I wasn't actually. Uh, yeah, a, a mindset change to make the most out of your wedding is a good idea. And if you're not sure how to do that, you can get my book, Blissful Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, available from Amazon on uh, Kindle. And if, you, if you've got Kindle Unlimited, it's completely free as well. I think that moves us on quite nicely to our quick fire questions. It's time. Quick fire questions. So, uh, Starting off, uh, your number one tip for hiring a wedding photographer, and you can have one each if you like. Okay. Um, so, uh, other than the obvious of always hiring two photographers, uh, <laughs> I think probably hire the the right photographers for you. So, um, make sure, uh, like we were saying about getting on with the bridal party in the morning and various other things, hire a photographer. Whose personality um, suits yours that you feel confident with that you'll get on all day. It's the only supplier you'll have, you'll be with for the entire day, start to finish, and yes. um, you've got to get on with them and you've got to be comfortable in their in their company. So um, yeah, get a photographer that personally suits personally suits you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you recommend? Uh, I'm going to say that make sure you get a photographer whose work you've looked at and you like. Yeah. Um, you know, that you do sometimes somebody will, will book a photographer and then want something completely different to the sort of style they do. So they'll hire a documentary photographer, yeah. um, what they think is a documentary photographer, and then you look at their work and they're more of a, um, you know, a portrait photographer. Or, There's um, a lot of documentary lot. photographers with them pose couples, won't they? Yeah. Makes sense. So that then moves us on to yeah. the second question, which is what is your best wedding story? Oh no! I knew you were going to ask this. Uh, do we get one each? I told it? you in advance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah well, you I... can have one each if you like. Okay, so um, do you do you want to do yours? Yours is kind of a, a best and worst, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, mine's kind of a best and worst because it was the best day of my life because it was my wedding. But um, it's the worst story because we had a marquee which we managed to acquire the, the borrow of as opposed <laughs> to hiring through a friend of the family, and it went up three days before the wedding and Chris if you remember where my wedding was it was on the top of a hill um, quite exposed what a view yeah and um, what happened was the um, I got a phone call the day after the, the marquee went up this was the big white marquee not the, the teepees um, <laughs> and um, it was a phone call from my mum saying uh, Alan who's a farmer who owned the farm with the field 
Um, he said that the marquee's come down, and um, we went up there, and it basically looked like a plane crash. There was bits of metal all tangled and snapped in half, and uh, the canvas with big rips in it. And that was, yeah, sort of three days before the wedding, or two days before the wedding. So that was a bit of a nightmare. But um, we managed to, you know, there was, I think it was three marquee company people up there um, that morning, as well as the, uh, well, it's the carnival committee in Swanage who we, we borrowed it from. And uh, that, yeah, we we managed to find another company and get another marquee up in time. So it, you know, it turned out and it was, it, yeah, it was. It's basically it was, a, gr- a group effort. People came yeah. together to sort them out with a new marquee and yeah, get it up was, in time. There was people that drove past and were honking horns as they drove past on the main road, seeing us in the uh, the field with, yeah, what looked like a light aircraft crash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, that was kind of your best story, wasn't it? Yeah, that's best, 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 and, and, best and worst. Yeah, I think I think possibly my 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 best story is uh, I think there's so many. Um, there was a year when <laughs> when Murray had a habit of catching grannies, which was quite interesting. So um, I'm not sure why. I think we were we were working quite a few winter weddings. It was quite a cold year. Um, we were doing quite a few stately homes with um, the kind of the obvious location for the group shots and things like that is is on the stone staircase outside. Um, usually. Kind of in the shaded area or somewhere that hasn't seen a lot of sun, and uh, we we had um, we had uh, a, a few elderly ladies, should we say, in the crowd um, decide they were going to miss a few steps, and and as I'm taking the photographs um, of these groups, and and Granny decides to take a tumble. Murray from somewhere in the background, like a wedding ninja, like a wedding ninja, yeah. Before I've even had chance to move one step forward, has whipped around me and caught said granny, um, <laughs> like some kind of superhero. Um, uh, to m- many applause and pats on the back, and he did this more than twice. So it that became a wedding. habit of his. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no. Was it some kind was of that, that, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, there was some bit of fishing wire along Granny's leg. Uh, no, it was it was at different weddings, surprisingly, and I just I just couldn't. So uh, yeah, that's my favourite wedding story: is Murray Murray's super ability to catch uh, catch grannies. Murray being daredevil. Um, yeah, absolutely. The wedding ninja, as he says. The Flash. Yeah. The Flash in a second he was there. They called Chris that, but for a completely different reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and your worst wedding story, then, uh, Tom. Okay, worst wedding story. Here we go. So we're at um, a well-renowned um, local venue um, that has a church with um a vicar who is he's actually retired isn't he comes out of retirement to do weddings um he's known as the huggable vicar so he does this big friendly service um and some of the sometimes we're challenged by vicars as we come into the church and they'll say things like oh can you stand here can you stand there but yeah at this point it was no photos at all apart from exchange of the rings and first kiss you can go into the vestry and wait in there and so I did. Uh, Murray's at the back taking pictures um, of, of kind of the whole scene, and uh, and so every now and again I, I, I peer around the corner to see what's going on. And as I'm doing this one time, the bride catches my eye, sees me peering around the corner, and calls me out during her wedding. And I'm thinking, well, she needs to stop doing that. Um, so um, I uh, I kind of gently come out, um, and as the vicar sees me come out to take photographs, he's doing a very bubbly uh, sermon and uh, whispers in my ear, will you just F off? And uh, I scuttle back into the vestry. Um, 
and uh, and afterwards, all the guests are, uh, are coming up to me asking me why why my face suddenly went white and what the vicar had actually said to me. <laughs> um, and uh, and since then, we've discovered um, that um, he uh, he likes a drink uh, at a wedding. <laughs> so we now bring along a a bottle of sherry. Um, and uh, he is now the hug of the vicar, so uh, bottle of sherry in hand, we can go where we like in church. It's fantastic. <laughs> Who knew, right? Who yeah. Knew? Yeah. Now everyone knows. Uh, yeah, you've told everyone. <laughs> uh, revealed our secrets. Damn it. Bribing vicars with sherry. But yeah, that was uh, so. It's it's a, it was a bad thing, but it turned into a good thing again. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, what you make of it. Yeah, and that's the voice of experience. <laughs> so what is your number one tip for planning a wedding so this is just a general wedding planning tip you other than buying chris's more. book uh, other than buying chris's book yeah uh, okay um i'd probably say um try and keep relaxed um on the day and that that can be achieved in a number of ways other than buying chris's book uh <laughs> thanks chris uh so, um, like Murray was saying earlier, try and try and hide the best supplies you can. Um, those that will remove anxiety, worry, um, are worth more than their weight in gold. Um, the uh, yeah, the experienced professional suppliers, they you know they'll make sure your day runs runs fantastic with the minimum amount of input from you. Any supplier who can remove worry or anxiety from your wedding is is the one to go for. So keep relaxed. Anything to add, Murray, on that? Um, not really. Just yeah, keep relaxed. Don't worry about the little things. You know, if, if one little thing doesn't go according to plan, don't worry about. It. People won't notice. Um, yeah, it's, it's generally timings, isn't it? Yeah, we find at weddings. Um, so we've never worked at a wedding where the timings have gone exactly according to plan. Um, and this doesn't seem to be something that brides are aware of before weddings. Mm. And so if you say to them. No wedding has ever gone exactly to time, so there's nothing to worry about when it will happen on your wedding day. Um, and and your professional suppliers will pull everything back, and you you by the end of the day you won't have realised. Um, yeah. It's fine. This brings us to our random question of the week: What was the most exciting thing that happened to you last year? I went on holiday to California with my wife. Exciting stuff. It was exciting, and we yeah. flew in a plane over to De from Fresno to Death Valley. That was pretty effing exciting. And what Fantastic. about you? Mr. Tom. Um, oh, my, oh, it sounds bad, but I, I have a daughter who's partially deaf, and she this year started pronouncing words properly. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, go Melody. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's it's, it's not and... quite Death Valley, but it, it excited me. Come on, Chris, you've queued it up. What's your most exciting thing? Book! Book! Did you release no. a book, Chris? I did. did no, honestly, I've wanted to write a book for. It's like a life goal of mine. So actually, releasing a book, which I'm very proud of, is probably the most exciting thing that happened last year. Brilliant. So, so, Tom and Murray, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Uh, our website, one thousand words.co.uk. Everything is on there. Uh, everything they need, basically. Yep. Yeah. Facebook page, Instagram. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. We phone are. us. Email us, text us. And Jack, where can people find out about you? Uh, they can go to my website, which is www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, The Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at J Brister Magic. And Chris, if people want to find out more about you, or maybe your book, 
Where could they go? If you want to find out about me, it's uh, chrispiercingmagic.co.uk. Uh, if you are interested in finding out more about my book, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, search for Blissful Wedding Planning, uh, and that will find it. So that just leaves us to say uh, thanks for joining us today, Tom and Murray. Um, I will look forward to seeing you in uh, in the coming months and uh, working with you later in the year. And uh, goodbye to yeah. you, Jack, as well. Goodbye. See you later, Jack. See you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Yes to I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes to I Do Podcast. <laughs>